Good morning and welcome to the Marcus Today Breakfast Briefing. My name is Henry Jennings and it is Wednesday, the 6th of July. And as usual, with all the information contained in this briefing, it is general advice only. So please do your own research, contact your own financial advisor regarding any of the thoughts ideas or insights in this briefing and if you need to of course you can always pause the slides here and read our disclaimer in full and if you're listening to this on a podcast wherever you are in this wonderful world of ours you can head on over to the marcustoday.com.au website and listen to or rather read the disclaimer there and of course you can sign up for a free trial as well if you're not yet a member of the Marcus Today community. All right, well, we have uh, a bit of a weak start for our markets in store. SPY futures down 64 points or 0.98%, just around 1%, 64.77. But it was a mixed night in the US. Once again, it was recession fears that were trumping any other optimism about a rollback in tariffs with China. Uh, that would have uh, certainly helped the inflation picture. But we've shifted now from inflation problems I guess, in terms of the narrative to the recession problems. There's now a 38% chance that the U.S. will slip into a recession. I would say it's more like a 100% chance that the U.S. will hit a recession, looking at that Atlanta Fed GDP now number. As a result of all this negativity, the Dow had a very mixed session. We had the Dow Jones falling 129 points, or 0.42%, 30,968. The S&P 500 was up. Uh, 0.16%, six points, 38.31, which was in the middle for Diddle, given the Nasdaq had a big night, up 194 points, or 1.75% to 11,322. Tech very much on, uh, wouldn't say on fire, but smouldering slightly, I guess, as we did see US rates continue to fall. We saw money flow into the US dollar for safe haven aspects of it, uh, money flowing into those treasury markets and the US dollar at the moment, which is causing commodity prices to fall. We also have the VIX index pretty much unchanged last night, 28, so still at relatively low levels considering the volatility that we have seen and considering the risks that are out there. The Dow, though, had only a um, 100, uh, only around a 900 point range last night. Its high was down 126. Its low was down 742, closing down 129. So a bit of a late rally there uh, with some blushes being saved. But uh, it was all about those recession fears. In terms of commodities last night, the big faller finally, as I have been talking about for some time, was the oil price, which was down nearly 10% for Brent crude, 9.45%, $10.73 to 102.77. The WTI price dipped below 100 bucks US a barrel for the first time in 2022, down $11.16, $11.16, 10%. Big fall there in the oil price in the U.S. uh, terms as well. So that was uh, certainly uh, the recession fears coming home to roost now in terms of that oil price, which has held up stubbornly well and certainly something that I talked about in terms of the crowded trade that oil was and at some stage it would crack. Also this morning I was noting on uh, CNBC, the guys from City are talking about further falls in the oil price and they could see it, they reckon, as low as $65 a barrel if the recession really hits and bites. Uh, their base case is somewhat above that, but certainly seeing 
much lower oil prices from City, although there are still some that are talking 140 And, of course, we did have that ridiculous uh, $380 prediction the other day. In terms of other commodities, gold under the knife, down 2.1%, $37.60, primarily a function of that strong U.S. dollar. Money flowing into U.S. dollars, money flowing into U.S. treasuries at the moment. So that is affecting all commodities uh, gold, $37.60 down. We had copper down 4.2%. Aluminium down 3.1%. Nickel managed a 0.7% rise. Zinc down 3.3%. Lead down 05 Tin down 2.6%. In um, commodity stocks across the waters, we had BHP down 2.2% in ADR land and Rio down 4.3% in ADRs. Freeport McMoran down 6.6%. Alcoa down 6 Tech Corp, uh, Techcom down, actually was up 0.46. Anglo-American copped it bad, down 8.3. Glencore down 8%. Vale down 2.5%. And Arbomile down 2.3% there. So we did see the iron ore price perk up a little bit, 3.17% higher, $3.48, So that has been under a bit of pressure, but some of the pressure being relieved at the moment. The Aussie dollar as well. Under 68 cents, 67.95. Not a huge move there, considering the price of the U.S. dollar. So, uh, but still a bit of a casualty at the moment. Here you can see the wrong chart. So we won't even linger on that. Uh, major stories last night: oil plummets below $100 per barrel as recession risks come to the fore. Um, and uh, we have seen. That recession fear boosting treasuries with commodities dropping, as I say. We did see last night the tech sector doing relatively well. Uh, Apple up 1.9. Meta unchanged, though. Google up 4.2. Microsoft up 1.3. Amazon up 3.6. Tesla 2.6. Netflix 3.3. Block, the artist formerly known as Square, was up 4.4%. But U.S. banks under pressure. We had uh, J.P. Morgan down 0.4. Citigroup down half. Goldman down 0.7, Bank of America down 1%. Nothing very exciting in the banking side of things, although in Europe, European banks were pretty nasty. Barclays down 5.2 and HSBC down 3.1% there. So Deutsche also down 4.1%. So banks in Europe copying it really badly, but US banks holding up relatively well at the moment, at least, I guess, um, and those tech stocks holding up. The U.S. economy is facing unusual, an unusual recession characterized by falling output and low unemployment. That's one that the uh, analysts are going to have to throw their textbooks out for. Then Shanghai lockdown fears linger as districts launch mass testing. And the slide in raw materials spurring hopes that a significant source of inflationary pressure might be starting to ease. Certainly that oil price coming off dramatically last night, that 10% fall in oil is going to help inflationary pressures. Let's hope it lasts. It's not a one-day wonder, but it certainly will take some of the pressure off. U.S. airports had busiest day over the weekend since the pandemic began. Uh, Disruptions less severe than recent holidays. So that's some good news there from the creaking U.S. infrastructure. China's uh, services sector expanded by more than expected. (coughs) As restrictions eased, and China plans a $75 billion infrastructure fund to revive economy, according to sources. South Korean inflation has accelerated to the fastest pace since 1998, putting pressure on the Bank of Korea to hike big time next week. And Japanese real wages dropped in almost two years. That's the most in almost two years 
as inflation has bites. And New Zealand business confidence sinks on high costs and rising interest rates. And the White House is set to roll back some Chinese tariffs. That was certainly the optimistic hope last night. But I guess if you roll back those tariffs and you see oil under $100 a barrel, that is certainly going to help battle inflation. And of course, the big thing for Biden is next uh, couple of weeks when he heads on over to Saudi Arabia uh, to meet the Saudis and talk about um, production increases. Of course, Biden facing midterms in November, which is looking particularly bad at the moment, given his popularity in the US is still at record lows. And natural gas prices in Europe is now up 700% since the start of 2021, which has been uh, a big, big factor there, pushing the European Union and other European countries into what is looking like more and more like a recession. As far as our market goes today, well, we're certainly going to see some weakness, weakness in commodity stocks. (coughs) The banks also potentially, excuse me, coming under a little bit of pressure, those US banks coming under a bit of pressure. So it's not going to be a pretty day in the Aussie market. Volumes yesterday were absolutely pathetic. Um, Usually you get about a billion dollars worth of trade done on the open. I think it was around half of that and even hadn't got to a billion dollars by 11 o'clock, which is pretty miserable, really. Obviously, the market was waiting for that RBA decision, which was very much in line with all the analysts. 50 basis points there. That is the first time in history that the RBA has put into place two consecutive 50 basis point rises. And it looks like August is going to be a similar story as well. So that is going to hurt. I don't care what economists say, that is still going to hurt. In terms of, uh, we might see a little bit of um, a little bit of positivity in some of those tech stocks that we have seen improving dogs of the market, which have been sold down extraordinarily uh, to some extent in the run-up to the end of the tax year, have been the big winners recently, the big bounces. Things like points better up around 40% since their lows. So we have seen um, some buying back into those bargain hunting and some shorts may be covering. As far as European markets last night, it was a pretty miserable day. Stocks 50 down 2.7. FTSE down 2.9%. CACs down 2.7. DAX 2.9%. Obviously, uh, the FTSE is a very uh, heavily weighted towards energy stocks. So those oil stocks coming off certainly did hurt uh, the FTSE market there. So um, that was um, to be expected, I guess. And block trading desks are keen to get their hands on 64% of TPG, which David Teo and others own. Teo has around 14-odd percent of TPG, but Vodafone and others have a big block as well, and they're allowed to sell from next Wednesday. So the block trading decks are rubbing their hands with glee on the prospects of getting hold of that 64% of TPG and putting it away. And last night, the Norwegian government intervened to avert a strike in the petroleum sector. There was a strike from offshore workers, uh, which was pushing European gas prices through the roof, uh, or even further through the roof, I guess. And the government has stepped in to avert that strike. They were asking for more money, as is everyone. China's demand for gasoline and diesel is nearing a return to pre-virus levels. Overall consumption of the major transport fuels last month was at almost 90% of its June 2019 levels. And in crypto land, I don't know why we still talk about crypto, but anyway, Court Scientific, a top crypto miner, sold the bulk of its Bitcoin holdings in June. We also saw another crypto uh, platform fund, Vault, uh, yesterday suspend uh, withdrawals. Copper fell to its lowest price in 19 months, 
And the chances of a U.S. recession are now 38%, according to the latest forecast from Bloomberg's economists. Over in the U.K., which is shaping up as still an absolute mess. I'm certainly glad I don't live there anymore. But Boris has lost two of his senior ministers, the Chancellor of the Exchequer, Rizzi Sunak, and his health minister. And uh, that is two very senior appointments that have gone. And Boris looks as if he's now teetering on the abyss and ready to plunge into it. It can't be long now before we're put out of our misery of the Boris Johnson era, but we shall see how that works out. But certainly losing a chancellor and a health minister in one day, as uh, Oscar Wilde would have said, is somewhat unfortunate. Energy Australia has lifted its tariffs by 18.9%, well, up to 18.9%. New South Wales has been slightly relieved of that. 17.9% rise for New South Wales. Well done. New South Wales, 5.5% Victoria, even better done for Victoria. They've escaped their 5.5% rise. Queensland, though, 18.9% in Queensland. And the ANZ is holding talks to buy Vault Bank. And for those of us that like RM Williams boots, and who doesn't, they are massively expensive, and they're getting more expensive. Twiggy, who now owns RM Williams, is obviously short of a quid, so he's putting the boots up by around 50 bucks. And collection sale has kicked collection house sale has kicked off as well. That's the company in administration at the moment. And with the New South Wales floods continuing and in some places getting worse, at least it has stopped raining for a small window at the moment. But they are causing chaos for farmers in planting crops, etc. So uh, beware of that ag sector at the moment. So we are potentially going to see some uh, disruptions to supply and uh, that will take a little time to work through of course crops don't grow overnight unless you're in Sydney and you have a garden in which case the grass seems to grow overnight well that's it from me question of the day today is there more downside for oil something that we've talked about something that city are now talking about in terms of that 65 dollar US price target by the end of the year so do you think there's more downside for oil well, that's it. Thanks very much for listening. You can head on over to the Marcus Today Facebook discussion group. We'd love to have your company over there. It's a great group. Members helping members is the motto over there. And, of course, if you want to listen to more on the podcast side of things, the Marcus Strategy Podcast is our fly-on-the-wall look at the morning meeting. There's the On The Desk Podcast with the team in Melbourne talking all things financial and my On The Couch Podcast where I talk to industry CEOs, fund managers, etc., and people I like and are friends sometimes who I find interesting and hope that you will find interesting as well. The last one I did was last week with Adam Dawes from Shore and Partners talking about some of the stocks he likes and the way he's seeing things for the new financial year. And I recorded one on Monday with a fund manager from Platinum Asset Management, which is going to be very interesting when I release it. So stay tuned for that one. But that's it for me today. Thanks very much for listening. Have a great day and may the trading gods be with you.